Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Trent McWicket is lonely on the lead. He's up by four. On the outside, don't tell me again, cutting into the margin, but it's McWicket four years later back at the top of the sport. Homicide Hunter who sweeps past to the outside. Homicide Hunter trotting into the finish. It's Homicide Hunter who will hit the line. 148 and 4, the fastest trotter ever. Dewey did some good down the boulevard of broken dreams. Walker Meister coming at him. Walker Meister on the outside getting the best of him. Walker Meister in front. Giddy up. Three wide, all bets off. They're at the top of the stretch. Rockin' Ron turns first in the Battle of Lake Erie. On the outside, bit of a legend. Rockin' Ron, bit of a legend on the outside. Bit of a legend. This year's battle champion, 23 and 1. Homeward bound in gold cup and soccer. 59, somewhere fancy. Rockin' in heaven. Rose Run West is there. Here is the French connection. The alerts have won it. Fine. Twinkle takes aim in the passing lane. Now Caviar Alley in full gear outside. Shark start a feeling. Caviar Alley all out. Shark digging deep. Shark's going to dig in here and get the win here. Shark up on the front end. That none shall pass for Tim Dietrich. You're tuned in to the official podcast of the Sport of Harness Racing Post Time with Mike and Mike with co-host Mike Carter. Foiled again! Hold on to win! Foiled again, tough as nails! The Iron Horse has cemented his legacy! Giddy Don't touch that cow. You've got another rendition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Met America. Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich. And Mike, I'll tell you what, uh, we didn't set the show for 15 minutes today like we have in the past. So so, so we're already in a step in the right direction. So things, things are good. Well, you messed up, buddy. <laughs> oh, oh, no, okay. no, no, no. You, 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 you messed up. Okay, let's hear it. Well... The the press release for the show. Okay. I know Vernaglia. No, 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 no. This is this is worse. This is worse. This is worse. Okay. You do realize that Emily Gaskin is married now, right? Yes, I do, and I didn't change her name for a reason that we'll get to later. Well, so it's Emily Gaskin Ratcliffe, right? Yes, it is right, Emily okay. Gaskin so, Ratcliffe. But but here's the I, thing, though, and, and this is funny because. You know, we we started getting emails, and we're on the Hoosier Park emailing list, and uh, in it, it's uh, basically we get emails from Emily Ratcliffe, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, did Hoosier Park hire somebody else? Who's Emily Ratcliffe? <laughs> right. No, well, that that's the thing. We were looking for her commercial yesterday, and I sent her a text, and I go, hey, can you send us a copy of your uh, commercial? And she goes, I already sent it to you. I said, what are you talking about? And sure enough. That that's why I didn't get it. Just because I lost the last name. So it's Emily Ra- Emily Gaskin Ratcliffe. Now, do we have to send her another plaque with a different name on it for you know because she was horsewoman no. of the year the year before? I don't think so. No, I don't okay. think so. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, we have a great show on tap for you today. And once again, for those of you that have been fortunate enough to advance in the George Morton Levy tournament, as we cut the field in half down from 64 to 32, make sure you get your picks in. You've got till uh, 11 p.m. tonight. That's the uh, that's the cutoff line, right, Mike? 11 p.m. Yep, 11 p.m. sharp. No later than that. No later We've than got- 11 o'clock. And uh, I'll tell you why. And please make sure you check your outbox. 
because we had a situation come up last week where somebody said that it was in their outbox and we didn't get it. And unfortunately we didn't accept their selection. So since there's a decent amount of money on the line, we're, we're not, uh, you know, we're, we're not doing any extensions. We're not doing any of, any of that, unfortunately, but uh, make sure your outbox is clear before you uh, close your email out. That's right. And how about, uh, let's take a look at this. we got a couple minutes here before we're joined yeah, by our first guest. Time. Let's, uh, how about Clint Lamb? He's living life. He got the. I think he got a buy in the first round, and he's going to get a buy all the way to the Sweet 16. You know, the, it, it's tough because you know sometimes the you know the people don't show up, and you know it, it's uh you know it's a tough thing. Nobody got a perfect score. The perfect score this week would have been 18. The highest score that I see is from our two-time defending champion John Vernax. Uh, John Vernags was the winner of the most points last week with 13. Uh, how about the guys like Brian Owen and Brian Mazurk who had the wall last week, Mike? Very impressive uh, effort by the wall and uh, paid pretty big dividends. Yeah, uh, and uh, the champ, like you mentioned, the champ is still alive, John Vernags. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, his opponent, Daniel Dickey, put up a nine spot. Usually that's good enough to win, but uh, – yeah. You know, hey, when you're playing the champ, you know, um, Dan uh, Dan Figliano, Figliano he, he put up a 13. And he's facing uh, our man from down south, the voice yeah, of the Pegasus Cup, Pete Aiello, the fine track. How about Rich Batay? Rich Batay, who will be on the program later, scored eight points, but he had a bye last week, so we won't give him any credit. But it would be <laughs> no. enough to beat David Dedetta if he only scores seven. Uh, right, right. So, you know, it's it, Mike. It's really interesting to see, and and we're gonna make a big joke about you know the 16 seed beat the one seed, and listen, the seeds mean nothing, no. absolute zero, zilch, nada, nothing. However, they do matter as far as the NCAA tournament goes. That's um, right. If, you're, that if you're, that's right. Out, now that the bracket is out, you can see who you're paired up with, and the big question in everyone's mind, I'm sure, is who is paired up with Duke, okay? Who in the world is paired up with Duke? And the answer to that question is just a moment away. I got to pull up the bracket. Ed, Ed Bernard, Ed, Ed, Ed uh, Bernard, who's got to play the Ed champ, Bernard. John Vernags. Who's got to play John Vernags. So, Ed, if you're listening, you got to beat the two-time defending champion because Duke has a heck of a chance to win this thing. William Church uh, is a yeah. number one seed. He's got a shot to win. And then um, Jeff Molina and Scott Zinn, the other two number one seeds, are out. So, hmm, and I, don't see any number th- I don't see any number twos either. Oh, Jeff Sisk. He's got a number two. He's playing Michael there Cole. You go. Is that Michael Cole, Michael the driver? Cole. I think so, yeah. Okay. All right. So anyway, so uh, you got 11 until 11 o'clock tonight to get your picks in, so make sure you do that. And speaking of brackets, we're, I'm seeing brackets all over the place, which is beautiful because, you know, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's very cool for the harness racing community to utilize that because March Madness is – is uh, obviously a very popular time. And you guys at the USTA have put together a pretty cool little thing, a driver's tournament. I think that's going to, I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, we're going to, we, we took some of the, we took two or three drivers from each track currently racing and we put them in a bracket uh, completely random as far as who got picked, what drivers got picked, where they got seated and their wins tally will go from Wednesday yesterday at around noon or whenever the first race is to Tuesday, whenever the last race is. So Wednesday to Wednesday and uh, the, whoever picks the correct winner, um, just the winner, that's all you got to pick or all you had to pick. Whoever picks the correct winner gets a $200 betting voucher. So it's not too bad. It's not, not a bad deal at all. And, you know, it makes it fun for people who are kind of watching the sport and things of that sort. And uh, how about our man, Austin Siegelman, kicking off with a five-win day yesterday. Definitely interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, as a matter of fact, I think one person picked him um, in, uh, in in one of those threads. I, I can't remember yeah. who it was, but 
but uh, whoever whoever it is 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 probably uh, doing a dance right now. So that's going to be very interesting. And I you know I know it seems like the from uh, some of the driver interactions they're fired up about it. So um, you know good good stuff. Make sure you follow that. Uh, I guess the best way to follow it, Mike is just to follow the uh, fan zone on Twitter, right? Oh yeah, follow the fan zone on our Facebook and Twitter feeds, and uh, we'll have it updated once every week for everybody to take a look at. Okay, real quick before we get to our first guest and talk about the show, another thing I wanted to mention um, is uh, in regards to the USTA, and, and I think this is cool. Uh, it's yep. still on the main page of the USTA website. Is there uh, seeking member industry and fan input through a new look website? So if, if you have any input on what you would like to see uh, in a website, in a harness racing website, um, you can go ahead and uh, let's see. I guess you click the link. There's a link inside the story. There it, it is. Takes oh, okay. The yep. Takes so you make to the sure landing you go to page. What's that? No, I was just going to say it takes you to the landing page. Uh, there's a couple of surveys there. If you log in, there'll be even more surveys, and we're actually going to be creating some focus groups uh, that people can participate in as well. So uh, we're looking forward to that. Okay, cool. Yeah, go to the story. It's it's the top one right now on usdrotting.com and check that out. That's pretty cool stuff. And, uh, you know, you could uh, make your feelings known about that. And real quick, uh, our good friend Ryan Clements, a catch driver, <laughs> he's, he's making news again. I like it. He's he's looking for judges. I like it. I, I you know listen. It, here here's the thing, and, and I'll tell you why I like it because I've driven in this game enough. So you know you get blocked off or something crazy happens. There's no inquiries in the game. You gotta have you gotta be able to have an inquiry or two or five or twenty. You know. This is good. I don't know. I mean, I think it's going to be a full time job, whoever uh, does it, and I think it's going to. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to uh, it sparks some interest. It's going to require security. You might have to have security. Whoever is going to be the judge or judges might have to have security around it because I can see this thing. You know, it, it's it's turning more into like a real racetrack every day. You know, right? It is. It, I mean, it really is. I mean, that's you know the one thing about you know the catch driver game and the often pacing game. It's starting to turn and kind of take a shape of its own so to speak. Right, right. All right, well, let's see. we got a great show coming up for you today. We're going to have uh, the natural Rich Matang going to be joining us here in just a few minutes. He has some breaking news. He's the assistant race secretary at Freehold, but he's got some breaking news about what he's going to be doing over the next couple of months, so you're certainly going to want to stay tuned for that. Plus, uh, Emily Gaskin Ratcliffe will be joining us towards the top of the hour. <laughs> Harris Hoosier Park is getting set to open, and they have got a lot of promotions planned, so we're going to uh, talk about that with Emily. And Pete Vanaglia will be joining us. It's already leg two of the matchmaker and the Levy. Uh, leg one was pretty entertaining. We'll see what leg two has in store as we'll uh, talk to Pete about that and much, much more. Let's get the ball rolling with an actual Rich Matei after this. Uh, Post time, Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America on the USTA. At BetAmerica, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the BetAmerica way. It's been said that fortune favors the bold, and we're all in at Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Join us as we kick off the live racing season with an epic fan appreciation weekend, Friday, March 29th and Saturday, March 30th, for champion harness racing, new bets, folder promotions, free family events, live entertainment, giveaways, and more starting at 6.30 p.m. Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino is big, fat, folder, and we want you to be a part of it. Visit HarrisHoosierPark.com for more info. The Meadowlands racing season is just heating up with large fields, bigger purses, nightly promotions, and some of the greatest restaurants in New Jersey. There are plenty of places to catch all of the exciting action. First post on Friday and Saturday nights is 715. For more information and reservations, call 201-THE-BIG-M or visit PlayMeadowlands.com. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. 
New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The Barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at BetAmerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the Barn. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich, and we're joined now by the natural Rich Matei. And Rich, listen, we've got a ton of questions for you, but the big question oh, is the big the big question is you know for, forget this harness racing stuff for a minute. I'm getting married this year. You're coming to the wedding, right? Yeah, I told you that yesterday. <laughs> What's going we on, should, Rich? How's things, yeah. uh, how's, things, how, how's things going at Freehold? Uh, let's talk a little bit about the appropriation that was given to uh, Freehold Raceway in the state of New Jersey, uh, also to the Meadowlands Racetrack. Uh, you guys were uh, able to increase uh, purses a little bit, and uh, I'll tell you what, it's probably doing some wonderful things for you guys. Yeah, we got $1.6 million, and compared to last week where we had 60 horses in the box on Friday and 75 on Saturday, that increased to 105 for Friday. And Saturday we saw 118 horses drop into our box. So it's really helped. Rich Mike Bozich here. And obviously the big thing is, is that's going to uh, create more competitive racing for you guys. Obviously the horse population is going to improve because uh, and quite frankly, you know, horsemen and horsewomen go where the money is. So that is going to obviously create a, a better wagering product for you guys. But you are the assistant race secretary. Actually, this is your first year being assistant race secretary. You work under uh, one of my favorite people in the sport of harness racing, Karen Fagler. But from a personal point of view, Rich, tell us uh, how it's like being an assistant race secretary. Is it all that you, you thought it was? <laughs> it definitely is different. From being a photo finish at Teletimer in Harris, Philadelphia, that's for sure. But no, it's good. Karen's great. She's probably one of the best race secretaries, director of racing out there. From literally scraping 10 race cars to filling to get 13 races, it's definitely a relief. But with Harris, Philadelphia opening up next week, I really don't know what's going to go on uh, in the distant future. Rich, kind of tell us a little bit about what you do uh, there. We kind of know about you. You've worked with our show before, but tell the fans kind of what you do like on a daily basis at uh, Freehold. Uh, I come in at 8 o'clock. I actually wait usually till midnight to take the online entries because at midnight you could um, put them in your box. And then usually from 8 to 9 o'clock, horsemen call, put horses in the box. And then from about 9 to 12.30, 1 o'clock, we're just putting races together, and then we do the draw. Visiting with the natural Rich Matei. Now, Rich, uh, obviously you're going to be doing something a little bit different coming up uh, over the next couple of months, and uh, this is breaking news. This hasn't been heard anywhere else, so our listeners are about to get the big scoop. Tell us about the, some big breaking news and what's going to be going on in the life of Rich Mate over the next couple of months. Well, as we all know, Scott Warren is now the new director of racing at the Meadowlands, and I was up there doing TVG one night, and he said, how would you like to be the primary announcer at Vernon Downs? And I jumped on the opportunity as soon as he said it. 
So how about that, Mike Carter? Breaking news here on Post Time with Mike and Mike. The new primary race caller for 2019 at Vernon Downs will be none other than the natural Rich Matei. Mike, another Post Time with Mike and Mike graduate. We just turn them out, don't we? Listen, that's, that's, listen that, that's not what I heard. I got, I got a phone call the other day. I told him I'd do it for 20 bucks a day, so you're out there, buddy. No, I'm oh, just well, you know. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Congratulations. That would be – that would listen, that would be the first time something like that happened. I'm you sure. guys should start paying and have it charging tuition fees if everybody graduates to the post time yeah. with Mike and Mike camp. The post time with Mike and Mike Academy. <laughs> well, well, listen, Rich. Congr- seriously, congratulations. And I mean, are, are you are you looking forward to it? Is it you know? I know race calling is kind of your passion, like it is mine. What 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 are you looking forward to most about headed up to Vernon Downs? Getting to call the big races. They got the uh, Empire Breeders Classic and the Vogue. And I really haven't been announcing those types of horses before. So to get to call some of the best horses in the country, it's a surreal feeling, honestly. Yeah, it's certainly going to be a, obviously a big opportunity for you. And you've had the opportunity to call it Vernon before. You've called it Harris Philly. You've called it Vernon. You've called it Rosecroft. You've called it Ocean. What, Vernon is a little bit different, obviously, because it's a seven furlong uh, oval and uh, it's got a long stretch. Is there any challenges calling it Vernon as opposed to uh, some of the smaller tracks like Ocean or uh, even Rosecroft and Harris Philly? Actually, the sight lines are pretty much the same as if you were calling a half mile or five eighths. There's really nothing in your way, but sometimes I will just turn to the TV just to make sure I'm calling the right horse because they are way out there. All right. Well, yeah, they are with a long, I'll tell you what, when I, when I subbed at Hawthorne, when I subbed, listen, when I subbed at Hawthorne, that was impossible. I mean, it, it, when I first got up there, and I mean, a full quarter of a mile stretch, uh, and I'm thinking, man, I mean, there aren't binoculars strong enough to, you know, to pick up the top of the stretch. But uh, you know what? It it it, it worked out fine, it, it, and you're going to work out fine, Rich. We've got all the confidence in the world in you, and not only that, but you've most importantly of all, you've made it to the second round of the Levy tournament. You had the, well, you had the buy in the first round, so it was a little bit shaky, <laughs> but you did make it into the second round. So uh, make sure you get your uh, make sure you get your picks in on time, will you? <laughs> I didn't even look at it yet. I'm more worried about March Madness. Oh, yeah, that's right. March Madness starts today. Rich, we appreciate your time. I'll let you get back to work, buddy. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. All right, that was the natural Rich Matei. And, uh, boy, we, you know, we're going to have to start sending these people a bill. We're going to have to start right. him, right. Jessica right. Otten, uh, Taylor Johnston. Uh, who else? Who else has, has come through the yeah. ranks? Payments that uh, we gotta we gotta get some from some people. So, I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, this you know this we we can't make this a, a free college. You know, we're gonna have to start. We're gonna have to start sending some bills out. Right. We're gonna have to charge you know fifteen hundred, two thousand to attend the Mike and Mike Academy. That's that's what we're gonna do. Fifteen hundred, you right. can attend the Mike and Mike Academy. We guarantee nothing. <laughs> yeah, but how exciting guarantee for nothing. Rich though. But how, how exciting for Rich, though. I mean, you know, here's a guy that's done a lot of uh, shows with us, broadcasts with us. He's been instrumental in a lot of our remotes that we've done. And, uh, you know, here he is. I mean, he's doing some TVG work for the Meadowlands. He's going to be calling it Vernon, assistant race secretary at Freehold. Uh, could be a, a rising star candidate. Yeah, he's all over the place. That's for sure. He's doing a heck of a job, and uh, hats off to Rich Bate. Thanks to uh, Scott Warren and those guys for allowing us to uh, make that announcement here on the show. I know guys like Derek Gibner who listen each and every week are probably scrambling to uh, put a story together, but uh, congratulations to our man Rich Bate. Uh, he definitely deserved. Yeah, no question about it. We still have left, lots of to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USTA. Emily Gaskin will be joining us. Pete Finaglia will be joining us as well to uh, to uh, talk about the Levy and the Matchmaker coming up leg two. We'll see if we can sniff out some long shots and prices. Uh, there is one more thing, Mike, that I wanted to bring up before we uh, get back into our guests, and this is another USTA thing and. Uh, they, uh, and this is right on the front page, too. USA, USTA 
launches app for Merck Home Again microchip readers. So there's a lot of things going on at the USTA, and and uh, this is uh, once again, Mike, a, a big advance. Uh, in technology and something I think once horsemen get used to it, this is really, really a good thing. Yeah, for sure. The uh, microchip scanners are able to talk to the app and uh, give you the temperature, give you the microchip number, all that uh, jazz. It's definitely worth a look. Yeah, once again, that's on the USTrotting.com, so make sure you check that out. We're going to take a time out. When we come back, it's Emily Gaskin, Ratcliffe, and Pete Finagle will be joining us in about 15 minutes as well. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America and the USTA. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Winback Farms welcomes three new stallions in 2019. New to New York, Boston Red Rocks, one of the 2015 Dan Patch Award for two-year-old pacing colts, and a Breeders' Crown champion. New to Pennsylvania, 34-time winner Heston Blue Chip, one of the Dan Patch Awards for three-year-old colt pacers, and a Breeders' Crown champion. Also the sire of the second richest two-year-old Philly pacer of 2018, Zero Tolerance, and new to Ontario, my MVP, a proven sire of stakes winners, including Good Times Trot winner Wolfgang. For more information, go to winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike Are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers. This edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America and the United States Trotting Association, Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich. And we're joined now by the lady of many hats at Harris Hoosier Park, Emily. And Emily, I'm not even going to give your last name because there, there's a huge argument right now. <laughs> is it Gaskin Ratcliffe or is it Gaskin Ratcliffe? What are we calling you here? Well, it's still Emily Gaskin. I'm still going by Emily Gaskin. I uh, did get married and changed my name to Emily Ratcliffe, but as far as harness racing is concerned, I have been and always will be Emily Gaskin. So we'll, so, we'll just so, keep it simple. And... So, so we got to tell a quick, a quick, funny, funny joke. And, and Emily, it's funny because yesterday I was hunting for Hoosier Parks commercial, trying to get it ready for the show today. And I'm hunting through email, hunting through email. Where the heck is this thing at? I'm searching Emily Gaskin. <laughs> can't find it and sure enough I, I, we we wound up figuring out that the last name was uh was different so you know it, it, we saw you tweet about it the other day that was kind of uh kind of a funny little thing that happened uh to you this week yeah it really was you know i changed like i said i changed my name legally and even funnier i went to look myself up on the usta and uh apparently my mom had 
wrote in, you know, and told him that I had got married and changed my name, and it said that I didn't own any horses or anything. I really had an identity crisis. I, like I said, I went to the Social Security office and had no problem changing my name, but as soon as the email and uh, my ownership came up, I did have a little bit of a of a identity crisis. But no, you know, for all sakes and all content purposes, I am Emily Gaskin. So. All right. Well, listen, now that we got that figured out, let's talk Harris Hoosier Park. You guys are kicking off your 2019 season. Um, and we'll, I guess we'll kind of kick things off with uh, you guys have two major stakes races coming up this year with uh, encompassed into your stakes program. And that is the Dan Patch Stakes and the Hoosier Pacing Derby, which will also, uh, I believe, have the Trotting Classic. Uh, we'll let you kind of dive into what it'll be called uh, this year. But we will be at both of those events this year. Yeah, we're really excited to partner with you guys again. Uh, love what you guys do and love what you do for harness racing. So, yeah, we're excited to have you guys out. Um, we've got an incredible stake schedule this year. Like you said, the Dan Patch, which will be on August 9th. And then we've got the Caesars Trotting Classic. It was formerly the Centaur Trotting Classic. Uh, but now that our parent company is Caesars Entertainment, we are calling it the Caesars Trotting Classic. And that will be the second edition for that event. And like you said, it's paired with the – Future Park Facing Derby and a number of uh, other Grand Circuit events, but we've just got a phenomenal uh, open stakes calendar this year. Also, a new format for the Indiana Star Stakes program this year, so I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, it's going to debut this year, um, just trying a new program or a new structure for the program. Um, the purse structure is going to be um, great, if not better for the Indiana Sire Stakes program. So we're really looking forward to that. And then, like you said, just a very, very competitive open stakes schedule. Um, and our racing secretaries put together some competitive overnight events to uh, kind of complement those bigger days, which always make for um, some exciting racing. And one thing we're kicking off with is what we're calling the claiming challenge. Um, so it's kind of based off the claiming crown that you've seen in the thoroughbred world for uh, like a golf stream in those places, but it's basically going to be a, a claiming challenge, um, kind of a series for those claimers, you know, the, the uh, staples of the industry. It's going to feature some uh, better purses, bigger purses, and um, we're going to kick that off right at the beginning of the season. So I'm looking forward to that, you know, the claiming races. Um, everybody has their opinion about them, but they're just so competitive. They make for great racing. And with the uh, additional purses, we're hoping that it'll bring some really uh, nice horses over to Hoosier Park as we kick off the season on March 29th. Visiting with Emily Gaskin from uh, Harris Hoosier Park. Now, uh, Emily, obviously, uh, first of all, welcome to the Empire, because now we work for the same people. Of course, I'm at Harris Philly, <laughs> and now you're at Harris Hoosier Park. But uh, talk about how, how the ownership transition uh, went. Uh, it was formerly owned by Centaur Gaming, now Caesars Entertainment, which, of course, is Harris. Tell us about how uh, that all uh, kind of went for you guys. Yeah, you know, just like anything else, it was a lot. It's been a long process. You know, um, obviously, when you're talking about billions of dollars, there's going to be a lot of uh, processes that go into it. But, uh, you know, I've been uh, very refreshed at what we've seen from our friends at, at Caesars Entertainment and now Harris, um, now taking on the Harris brand. I think Cooper Park uh, fit really nice in the Harris brand because it's one of those come out and play kind of family atmospheres. Um, and Hoosier Park has, you know, always been that. So um, I think they fit nicely into the Harris brand. And, you know, Caesars uh, Entertainment, we've uh, developed a couple task force. Um, there's actually some initiatives that are going to be coming out um, that I'm really excited to announce. Um, obviously, the Caesars Entertainment brand now owns four uh, racetracks, five if you include Bluegrass Players Downs, but four tracks um, that race you know, eight or nine months out of the year being Louisiana, Harris, Philly, Indiana Grand, and now Hoosier Park. And we formed this racing task force. And there's a couple of initiatives that I'm really excited about. And hopefully I can um, get on the show as, as it gets closer. But we're looking at a handicapping challenge, excuse me, handicapping challenge um, that will feature all four properties. Um, details still to come on that, but uh, it's going to be, we really want to get it to a level, um, a high level. Uh, there's not really a harness a handicapping challenge or uh, excuse me, a handicapping challenge that includes harness racing. So we're really looking to get this at a, a high level and get a lot of players involved. Um, but like I said, involving Harris Philly and all four properties, a uh, handicapping challenge. And that's going to be on June uh, 22nd, I believe. 
And uh, so there'll be more details to come as we kind of work out all the details. And then we've also got another initiative through all four properties called Empire of Hope. It's going to be dedicated to uh, retired racehorses, and each individual property is going to be doing their own initiatives, and every, all of the funding goes to uh, benefit the retired racehorses and racehorse advocacy. So really excited about that, and when you talk about the transition, like I said, I've been really refreshed. Um, they're very committed to racing, um, I think, you know, and, and learning new things about racing and how they can make racing um, you know, great again. So uh, we're excited about that. And uh, like I said, lots of initiatives, initiatives to come from uh, the Caesars Entertainment Group. And uh, I'm excited to share those with everyone as we get more details. Yeah, Emily, talk about the wagering menu. We heard uh, during the new or during the commercial that uh, was played earlier, uh, you may be looking at some new wagers. What's the wagering menu going to look like and what can betters uh, look forward to? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Um, we're really excited about that as well. Um, so the regular, I shouldn't say the regular, but the guaranteed wagers that we normally had are going to come back. So we'll have a $20,000 guaranteed trifecta on Wednesday, and then we'll also have a $10,000 guaranteed pick four on Thursdays, and that's going to be meat long. Um, so we're really excited about that. We've seen a lot of success. Uh, we've you know they've kind of taken off in the last few years um so we appreciate all the support and we'd like to keep those there um as far as the we are going to add um we're going to try something out for the month of april so really hoping the uh, betters will get behind um we're going to have a ten thousand dollar guaranteed who's your high five it's a pentafecta um every night in april so we're really excited about that that's going to be on the last race of the program uh 12 reduced takeout on that wager and like I said, we're going to try the guarantee at $10,000 uh, for the month of April. And if that's successful, then we'll look to uh, continue that. But that's something we're really excited about. And then we're also adding uh, some head-to-head wagers. I think we saw those um, at the Breeders' Cup last year. Um, we've seen them in a few different uh, areas. But we're excited to add this on a Friday-Saturday basis, um, you know, in the era where sports betting and things like that are getting so popular. Um, we're going to look to add a couple head-to-head wagers on the wagering menu on Fridays and Saturdays. So, you know, that could be uh, horses against horses or, you know, a driver, Trace Dietrich against John DeLong or odds versus even. Um, and it's a basically like a win pool, 21%, uh, basically like a win pool, uh, you know, as far as the payouts are concerned and everything. Um, but we're really excited to add that on Fridays and Saturdays um, just for kind of a beginner better, but then have some, uh, you know, uh, the guaranteed wagers and things like that uh, for the uh, student handicapper as well. So kind of a, a nice variety as far as the wagering menu is concerned. Obviously the pick threes and the uh, daily doubles and things like that will all be back to familiar betting options with the same benefit as we've had in years past. All right, good stuff. Well, Emily, uh, listen, uh, once again, remind us of your racing schedule. Remind us when opening day is. And uh, for everybody, anybody that wants to follow you on social media, tell us so we can do that too. Yeah, so uh, opening day is March 29th. Uh, we actually have opening weekend, March 29th and March 30th. Then we come back the following week, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then we resume a Tuesday through Saturday schedule. 6.30 post all the way through November 9th. So March 29th through November 9th and uh, 6.30 first post. Uh, like you said, follow me on social media. It's HP Emily G. I'm not changing it to HP Emily R. So you can find me on HP Emily G on Twitter or M Gaskin uh, on Instagram. And uh, really looking forward to kicking off the season. Like I said, super excited to partner again with Post Time with Mike and Mike and uh, all things to come for 2019. All right, Mrs. Radcliffe. Listen, we certainly appreciate you joining <laughs> us, and uh, best of luck to you guys. Uh, I'm, you know, listen, uh, I'm here at Aaron's Philly, and uh, going to be excited to uh, work with you guys on some of these great promotions and uh, great wagers. And I'll tell you what, from what I've heard so far, it sounds like some real exciting stuff. Yeah, very much so. Yes, and like, and likewise, very excited to work with you. I wouldn't rule out a uh, Harris Philly uh, Hoosier Park uh, pick four sequence either. So I know that's been in the talk. So uh, that could be something in the future too. So, but like I said, very, very much excited for that. All right, Emily, take care. All right, thank you so much. Bye bye. All right, that was Emily Gasket. And, uh, how about that, Mike? A pick four with Harris Philly at the Harris Harris Park. pick four. Yeah, yeah, the you know, jackpot pick four. You, you know what really out of that whole thing was most exciting? The most exciting news that I heard is the Empire of Hope getting involved in horse adoption. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
that is a huge, huge brand, and I'm glad that Hoosier Park is taking on that. Uh, that and you know Harris is getting in behind it too, Mike. That that is something that's got to mean a lot to you guys, especially out there. Um, you know, to be, for them to be able to get into this program, who knows what uh, Harris Philly will come up with? I'm just so excited over the last year, year and a half um, between the USTA and the racetracks and the horsemen, how much it tension that we have paid to horse adoption i mean i think we are over the last year year and a half just way ahead of the curve on this and and you know it's something that uh you know i mean with with folks like new vocations uh and others i, I it's very important that you know we do this and we do this right and uh you know and, and once again i mean it's it's great thing that we do it but you know what for the perception uh for sure you know the, the fans it's i think it's just a huge huge deal and a great great thing yeah, for sure. It's a, you know, a huge perception thing and it's something that we need to focus on as an industry. And uh I'm really excited to kind of see where that heads and what it looks like. All right, four divisions of the Blue Chip Matchmakers, six divisions of the George Morton Levy, 32 individuals left standing in the George Morton Levy tournament. And uh, we're going to uh, talk about that and much more with our next guest, Yonkers' very own Pete Vanaglia. We've got post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USTA. Back in a moment. Looking to bet on great racing from around the country and around the world? There's no better place than BetAmerica.com. But there's also no better time to join because right now we're offering a 100% sign-up bonus up to $100 on your first deposit. Simply open a new account at BetAmerica, make your first deposit, and we'll add your bonus immediately. It's that easy. Sign up today at BetAmerica.com. It's been said that fortune favors the bold, and we're all in at Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Join us as we kick off the live racing season with an epic fan appreciation weekend, Friday, March 29th and Saturday, March 30th, for champion harness racing, new bets, folder promotions, free family events, live entertainment, giveaways, and more starting at 6.30 p.m. Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino is bigger than folder, and we want you to be a part of it. Visit harrishoosierpark.com for more info. The Meadowlands racing season is just heating up with large fields, bigger purses, nightly promotions, and some of the greatest restaurants in New Jersey. There are plenty of places to catch all of the exciting action. First post on Friday and Saturday nights is 715. For more information and reservations, call 201-THE-BIG-M or visit PlayMeadowlands.com. On this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. And speaking of people that need to change their last name, listen, you know, we, we've got a Vernaglia in the contest. I couldn't spell your name right. I apologize for that, Pete, ahead of time. But uh, Pete Vernaglia joining us from Yonkers Raceway. Thanks so much for taking time out of your day. We appreciate it. Pete? Oh, I don't and I, I believe he is gone. He's gone. <laughs> Poof, just like that. He's gone. I, I listen. Boom, I must have offended just, him. Where's the boom? Just like that. The sound effect. I must have offended him. Man, I'll tell you what. I can't spell anybody's <laughs> well, name right. Apparently, you know, you telling people they got to change their names for crying out loud. What do you expect them to do? I hang up on you too. <laughs> All right, we're going to try to get Pete Vinaglia back on the line here. We've got four divisions of the Blue Chip Matchmaker Series uh, coming up on Friday night and six divisions. Man, that's a, that is a lot of grading to do Saturday night. Yeah, it certainly is. And, uh, let, let's let's bring him back, uh, my man Pete, Pete Vinaglia. Sorry about so that, you, Pete. That was, that was definitely so my card. They, they cut me off. So uh, I don't know what that was all about, but I tell you what, this is just, uh, you talked about last week, it's just a, a great time of year. We have both the, the girls on Saturday and the boys on uh, on, on Friday. Uh, this is my favorite uh, stakes uh, of, of the entire year, and uh, we saw some great action last week, and uh, I think we're going to see a lot more as we go through the next five weeks. Pete, was there were there any surprises uh, other other than the wall, obviously, uh, off the rail, that that any horse that kind of maybe jumped out at you that you maybe weren't expecting to race as well as it did, even if he or she didn't win. Well, I thought 
uh, I thought Friday was you know extremely formful. Obviously, the the stars really delivered Chardonnay and uh, Apple Bottom Jeans. They they just uh, delivered the goods, and of course, they've now been punished by the auto draw, draw gods with the post date this week. But you know, I, I I didn't think there were any real surprises in week one. I just said the world getting off the rail the way it was just. I thought, frankly, Rodeo Rock on Saturday was uh, just a, a nice job closing. I think one of the things that really hampered things a bit on Friday was the, the, the weather conditions. It got uh, sloppy real fast, and I think it really eliminated a lot of horses who uh, would otherwise might have had a say in the race, but uh, they just couldn't make up any ground on the leaders, and I think that's why you saw the form performances that you did. Uh, but I think this week might be a good week to do a little fishing, particularly on, on Friday night. Well, let's uh, speaking of Friday night, let's take dive into the Blue Chip Matchmaker Series, Pete, and the fifth race kicks it off. It's the first leg of the Blue Chip Matchmaker, and this is a interesting division because there are no winners from last week in this division. There's a lot of twos, a lot of threes. I, uh, I'm scrolling through the pages that are going up and down. There's a lot of twos and a lot of threes uh, in this fifth race, but there are no winners of a division from last week. This is a pretty wide open event. Right, and then the, I think the key here is that you got two horses who are uh, very thankful that they will not have to see uh, Chardonnay <laughs> in front of them, and that's uh, better be Chevron N and uh, don't think twice A. I, I know you and Matt talked about this last week, the proliferation of the down-under types. Well, there you got two right there, uh, and I thought they both raced quite well last week. Don't think twice wasn't going to get to the winner, but uh, raced, I thought, very well. And I thought Jordan with better be Chevron, he had to deal with a little bit of a dull cover in front of him from Mocha to Par, and uh, I think he basically knew he had to measure off third, and that was about all he was going to get last week. So I think that's the direction I'm going to go in. Uh, better be Chevron has uh, shown some pretty impressive performances, had some bad posts recently. And I think if he's close enough to the action, I think uh, if she's close enough to the action. I think uh, I've always talked about Jordan Stratton. Now I refer to Jordan as uh, Jordan Stratton N with the kind of success that he's had with these down under types. Uh, and I think uh, this is a good spot for him. I think you have the inside horses like Lakeisha Hall and Newman Sassy who are both quality mares. Uh, I, I just haven't seen enough from them yet this year, but uh, they'll get better, I think, as the series progresses. All right, let's take a look at the uh, second division uh, in the uh, second leg. That's race number six, uh, Apple Bottom Jeans. We talked about uh, her performance in the first leg, but now she draws out in post position number eight. You know, I told Matt this a couple of weeks ago, and we had Joe and Looney King on the show, and we were talking about Chart, and, and we were talking about all the talented mares in this blue chip matchmaker one of the names that she mentioned that scared her the most was uh, apple bottom jeans and uh, she performed very very well obviously in the first leg but uh, as you and i well know post date is a different world at yonkers raceway yeah it is and you know again it's a long series and uh she doesn't have to win every week but uh she's going to be put in play and she's going to be a, a factor here but i think it uh, my inclination is to look down on the inside you have horses like write me a song again with the uh, stratton and uh, lance hutton, hutton combination is always uh, they're always tough but i'm leaning in the direction of, of twinkle i thought twinkle raced pretty well last week uh she won i know the uh, initial leg last year she raced well in the series last year and uh last week she had really had no opportunity to to get involved uh, as far as the win mutual but uh, she raced well and uh, i think with the spot that she's got she should be able to blast to the top i assume liz patty and mark mcdonald are gonna uh protect the inside position but i think twinkle just may have a tactical advantage here and i think uh, i'm gonna go in that direction Race number eight is the third division of the Blue Chip Matchmaker Series. An ideal lifestyle raced very well last week. Got stung a little bit to that first quarter, but held on to win at the end. Does the race go through ideal lifestyle, or can somebody else maybe pull off an upset? I, I think somebody else can pull off the upset. Ideal lifestyle, I've never been completely comfortable with the way she performs on, on the half. Uh, she was kind of pulling a little bit last week. She obviously put in a, a very impressive performance and is your most likely winner, I, I would say here. Uh, I thought Better Joy, you know, set, uh, you know, sh I thought she was going to win. She got nailed very late in the race. I would expect that one to improve in the second trip over the track. Um, but I'm, I might just take a shot here. I should also say Caviar Cherry, Cherie, um, 
down on the inside, only the fourth start for the Bongiorno barn, and, and uh, we'll see uh, how much of a role that one plays. Carrier Tree has a lot of speed, and, uh, and certainly Joe Bongiorno knows how to use it. So that one may be a, a, at least a pace factor here that might change the dynamics. And because of that, I'm going to go in the direction of Gold Orchid N, who makes uh, only her second start of the year. And I think uh, last week tried to leave the gate, had to be wrangled back, really didn't show much during the race. But I'm expecting a much better effort from that one this week. And I think you might get a decent price on that one, as you say, with the presence of Ideal Lifestyle. I don't want a short price in this field. Tell you what, if you can get four to one or better on Gold Orchid, I think that could be a steal. I mean, last week was just a, a complete throwout race, in my opinion, Pete. I'm right with you there. Absolutely. I mean, again, particularly with the sloppy condition, there was no way Jason was going to get involved. All right, race number nine, that uh, fourth and final division, and this one is loaded. Shart and C-Swift Joy, they're both on the outside. Then you have Delightful Memphis and Feeling Red Hot towards the inside. I'll tell you what, this is uh, this is a very, very deep division. Yeah, before I get into the field, I just wanted to, to call everyone's attention to, to, to one thing. Having watched the races last week, I was kind of surprised when I saw the program line for C-Swift Joy N. Uh, showing that one uh, trailing by a couple of lengths at the head of the stretch. Uh, that didn't happen. Uh, feeling Red Hot was sitting in the pocket, and this, the program shows Feeling Red Hot having the lead at the head of the stretch and, and then uh, getting re-rallied against by C-Swift Joy. That didn't happen, so there's just a mistake there, so everyone should understand that C-Swift Joy just was very impressive, going uh, grabbing the lead by the quarter pole and just taking them the rest of the way rather comfortably. So, And I think C-Swift Joy uh, complicates things a little bit for Chardonnay, Charton N, um, like he did, like she did last week, was able to, you know, calmly make the move at the quarter and get to the top. So I think C Swift Joy complicates things a bit for the great Charton N. Uh, I, I think this is one where during the course of the evening I want to see what happens. Uh, for example, uh, in the earlier races to see uh, to get a measure on delightful uh, Memphis N's uh, performance last week. I thought that was just a really good performance. She just kept digging into the wire and. And I thought beat a good one very late. And uh, if I, if that one performs well in the, the eighth race, I believe it is, uh, I think that that might be the direction I'm going to go in there. I, I don't. I think this is a relatively soft field inside of the two outside horses. So uh, I think just given the tactical edge that Jason might have with delightful Memphis N, I think that's where I'm going. All right, let's take a look at the George Morton Levy series that takes place on Saturday night. Begins with the second race per $50,000. And the first division uh, loaded with a good amount of talent, but duplicated draws the inside for Jim King Jr. Western Fame draws post three. Where do you see this race going? Well, I thought two of the horses in here really just acquitted themselves extremely well, and, I th and that's really Western fame last week. I thought it just was very impressive. Of course, they had the incident behind that one, but that one was going to be a winner uh, every step of the way. Uh, got real good in some races here at the Hilltop last year, and uh, um, I think this one just may be really rounding into form. Only been in the Rene Lard barn for three races, and I think this one, I think even Matt mentioned this this week, this might be their new uh, Keystone Velocity. Uh, really is in a spot where uh, that one should be able to make the top duplicated likely in the pocket. But the other one I thought that raced extraordinarily well was Mock Doro, making only the third North American start. was really good last week and uh, just missed. Uh, I, I thought that was a softer field. And unfortunately for Mock Doro, concedes the tactical advantage to both the one and the three. And uh, so I think that one's going to have a little bit of extra work to do here. But Western Fame has been very impressive. And I think he may be the one, if anyone's going to challenge the great bit of a legend, I think it might be Western Fame in the series. All right, are we talking about Bit of a Legend coming up in the, the next division, uh, race number five? Uh, bit of a Legend, obviously a major post shift here for uh, the uh, Stratton Tritton team, but uh, I think there's a couple of horses, obviously, Rodeo Rock after that performance last week, and even after the uh, performance a couple of weeks back at the Meadowlands when he just uh, absolutely flew and gunned <laughs> down Beckham Z-Tam. That was, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, that, that was an extraordinary couple effort, of multi-race yes. scenarios because I thought Beckham Z-Tam was a winner, but uh, I digress. Uh, and another horse I want to throw in here real quick, Pete, before I turn you loose is Major Crocker. Uh, this is another horse that uh, is turned over Rene Allard uh, with the A at the back of his name. 
Um, I thought that was a really, really strong effort at Saratoga. Had no chance with the Park Mile last week at an overnight event. I think he could be a price. Uh, will be a price, and if that one had drawn towards the inside, and certainly, hopefully, uh, that one will as the series moves on. Uh, I think he he could be a, a one of those horses you talked about that could be a bit of a surprise as we as we get into the series. Now, I am never ever going to pick a bit of a legend. I've made it clear to the von Knobloch family that I am in charge of the fan club. Uh, I am a huge fan of this horse. Obviously. Not fully cranked up, uh, I think, at this point, but uh, is getting there, and I think from the rail will just be tough. And I think that makes it interesting as to who's able to try and find a seat behind that one, and it may just go by default to more the better end, who was a very nice uh, first-up uh, winner last week. And uh, uh, I think, uh, but I, I, I think Bit of a Legend is, uh, and again, I, I almost never pick against Bit of a Legend, you know. But going against two, as you pointed out, going against two uh, first. Uh, uh, first leg winners here. He, he he didn't draw an easy, but he did get the rail, and I think that's going to be more than enough to get him home. Division three is race number six. Uh, good field of seven here. Uh, anything for love for the Bonjourno connection. How about Austin Siegelman picking up the drive on Control Tower? Five wins at the Meadowlands, or the, not the Meadowlands, at uh, Monticello uh, the other day. So uh, this is kind of an interesting race, this uh, third division. Yeah, and Austin's done a great job with Control Tower uh, in, in many of the races. And anything for love, of course, you know, been doing most of that one's work on the on the lead. And uh, Joe Bongiorno decided to take the pocket ride behind Rock and Ron, who was making his debut last week, and uh, uh, pulled a bit early. And uh, I thought did a very nice job going by that one. And I, I think uh, he's. And I mean, Joe talked about it and said that you know he didn't want to put this one on the front end every week of the series. And uh, so I think he felt he he really benefited from having that kind of trip last week. And I, frankly, I thought uh, making the first start of the year uh, on the outside Endeavor last week was uh, uh, was pretty good, came up the inside very well, and now has the benefit of the rail. And I, I expect it's going to be those two around the track. Uh, Dr. Jay Hannibal, who has all kinds of speed, just doesn't quite seem to be in order just yet. Uh, was superb last year in the Levy, but uh, I do think it comes down to the, the, the anything for love is the most logical winner, but Endeavor could be the, the, the one who could upset the sponge. George Morton, Levy. Forgot the mute button there. Sorry about that. Uh, coming up on <laughs> Saturday night, the fourth division, race number eight. It's a uh, field of seven. And another pretty competitive he- field here, Pete. You've got Locked in Luck, who draws the inside this week. Bellows Binge was a uh, kind of a new open-style horse to the field. Uh, his place finishes this year. And then, of course, you have Ideal Jimmy, who has a mark of 52-1. and one. Well, look, I, I think that if you want to talk about the the driving star of last week, it was Brent Holland aboard Ideal Jimmy. He just refused to give up the lead, set very pedestrian fractions, and, and got this one home in, in, in nice order. Uh, I think this is a much tougher spot for that one. You have Mockett So, who, again, was kind of a default third when the field got uh, scattered last week. Uh, but anytime you have a horse who earns uh, $2.7 million, you have to respect that one. Did kind of tail off towards the end of the year, and I have a sense that this one is now uh, headed back in, in, in better conditions. But I'm actually going to take a shot at a horse who got very heavily bet last week and had to come first up, and that's uh, always at my place, uh, who's done so, so many things at, at, at Yonkers over the years. And uh, this just might be the kind of field that he could he could make some noise in. And, uh, again, I think this field has more question marks than answers. And uh, uh, I think always at my place, uh, you know, Ronnie Burke's uh, – I understand he's a pretty up-and-coming trainer, and I think he's he's got a shot to, to, to take this one. Yeah, up-and-coming. Yeah, they, we'll have to we'll have to keep an eye out for that guy. Race nine is <laughs> sure, Division well. Five, <laughs> Field and Seven, and uh, again some uh, interesting horses here. You know, Beckham Zetam was bet off the board last time and uh, finished off the board. I think uh, the Downtown Bus may be a little bit of a live long shot after the needed start last time. Pete, what say you? Yeah, the downtown bus, you know, it, it, it is an interesting one. Uh, I think uh, we'll concede the tactical advantage to a couple in here, and I think that that may uh, compromise his chances of actually winning the race. And, and uh, you have the wall again draws the rail, didn't didn't really use the rail last week uh, other than slipping out late and, and going by late, uh, having gotten away fourth and then was fifth at the half. Uh, Rodeo Romeo was just really nice last week leaving from the eight hole at uh, 30 31 to one and 
uh, ended up sitting the pocket and ended up finishing third. Uh, in Beckham's ETAM, I know Bruce uh, Saunders was talking about how well, maybe in this situation he really should have been on the lead. Like was two back, uh, and he was on the lead two back against Rodeo Romeo. And I kind of just see that being a deja vu situation. I think Tim Tietrich, one way or the other, is going to find his way to the lead and put Rodeo Romeo behind him. Uh, I, I, I would not take a short price on Beckham's ETAM, and if he's too short, I would go in the other direction of Rodeo Romeo. But I, I think this is going to line up 3-2. And we'll see if the wall can perform some more magic late. All right. The 10th race is the sixth and final division of the George Morton Levy series. And Don Domingo draws the outside. He's got the most wins, Pete, of anybody in the field with five of nine uh, for this season. But a mark of 51 from some bad dude. Uh, if Andrew McCarthy, excuse me, it looks like Andrew McCarthy is going to pick up the drive once again here. Uh, that, you know, you can't leave the rail out at Yonkers Raceway at all. You absolutely cannot. Uh, look, he r- rallied very well last week to finish second, uh, not beaten all that much behind a, you know, a very good anything for love. I mean, he had to deal a little bit with the stopping rock and run. Uh, and I thought, uh, you know, the, the one that's probably going to take most of the money here is I'm a rock and roll legend who really, you know, it was in a position where I thought this one was, was going to pick up the win until the wall uh, decided to wake up. But uh, uh, I think I'd have to go in that direction again, somewhere in L.A., finish second, and, and again, in that, that, that kind of got marred when Winsong Leo jumped it off. The two outside horses are just really talented horses, and I thought Max Jackpot really raced very well last week. When this one gets hot, this one can just perform just miracles coming from off the pace. Uh, and so, uh, you know, if if there is any kind of action up front, the six and the seven are both very live horses here. But, you know, I think Amon Rock and Roll Legend certainly ha- is the most likely winner in the race. But if I can get a price on Max Jackpot or Don Domingo, the, the, that might uh, entice me. All right, well, that's uh, that's a wrap. Four divisions of the Matchmakers, six uh, divisions of the Levy. It's leg two already coming up this weekend at Yonkers, and the smallest purse on Saturday at Yonkers is 22000 So major, major money on the line. Yep, a great card uh, on Saturday, despite the six divisions of the Levy. There's uh, some great overnight events as well. Pete, yeah, as we got always, the open trot is terrific as well. That's yeah, that's right. As a matter of fact, what race is that? Let's let's take a look at that for a second. That's race number seven, and uh, it, boy, some familiar familiar names in there. Some classy trotters. Yeah, I mean, you have horses. The the, the last two winners. I I have a tiger. Won rather comfortably on the front end last week. Small town throwdown. Uh, won the open the week before that, and of course, the return of Will Take Charge, who is just. Uh, just an incredible performer, and uh, uh, we'll see if this one's fully cranked up. It does come in with uh, two very solid qualifiers, so uh, I think the the outside three drew here. And uh, uh, but even the ones on the inside, whether it's Westland Dance who finished second last week, and DW's NY Yangs picked up a couple open wins recently. Uh, it's a really good race. Yeah, it'll be interesting, interesting to see Will take charge. Of course, big here last year, just under a half a million, and he is uh, – I think he's got about 900-some thousand on his uh, card, so he's approaching that millionaire status. Pete, thank you so much for joining us, my friend. We look forward thank- to the cards on Friday and Saturday. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, that was Pete Badangli. And, uh, well, I'll tell you what, can you believe that? Uh, Saturday, the smallest purse at Yonkers, 22000 They're going, man, they're cranking yeah, they it go- out at Yonkers this weekend, buddy. They go for fantastic money, and uh, listen, the racing there supports it. They are fantastic, uh, you know, fantastic racing. If you've never watched Yonkers, you need to check them out. All right, and of course, don't forget the Levy uh, Tournament. For those of you still in it, 32 of you, make sure you get your picks in by 11 p.m. tonight. And if it's, uh, and I know Mike Carter, believe me, if it, if they're in at 11.01, you're gone. You're out. You're out. You're out. You are well, maybe out. eleven, but maybe eleven, not eleven oh one. But I'll tell you what, eleven oh two. Don't push it. Don't push well, eleven. Eleven o'clock in one second might be my limit. So you know, listen. Oh, if it's not it, I'm just kidding. It's no drag. No, no drag, but please make sure you get those into me uh, this evening uh, so we can put the score sheet together so everybody can see who has who. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, let's take our final time out. When we come back, we'll wrap this thing up. It's Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USTA. 
Winback Farms welcomes three new stallions in 2019. New to New York, Boston Red Rocks, one of the 2015 Dan Patch Award for two-year-old pacing colts, and a Breeders' Crown champion. New to Pennsylvania, 34-time winner Heston Blue Chip, one of the Dan Patch Awards for three-year-old colt pacers, and a Breeders' Crown champion. Also the sire of the second richest two-year-old filly pacer of 2018, Zero Tolerance, and new to Ontario, my MVP, a proven sire of stakes winners, including Good Times Trot winner Wolfgang. For more information, go to winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike? Are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association of Bet America. Special thanks to all of our guests for coming on the show this week. Make sure you get your selections in for the George Morton Levy Bracket Buster Challenge. That is 11 o'clock deadline. We'll see everybody back here next week. Good night. Stay here I know who